Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, it is the 4th of January, 2024. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel, Matt Van Winkle, producing today's program as always. We are two guys named Chris on Iowa Everywhere. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery, live from the Channel Seed Studios on Instagram now, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and soon to be TikTok. Yeah, what's going on? How come we can't get TikTok yet? We gotta, we gotta get like five hundred more followers. Why don't you yeah, put out? If you're like on the TikTok. Get on TikTok and follow us. All right. Yes. Do it. Yes. I think we need a call to action. You know how those people, you know, like Van Wink, yeah. a couple weeks ago, he was like, oh, we get to nine thousand followers on Spotify, and Hassel will eat his own cock, something like that. God, did that. Did he really promote He tweeted that? something like that, yeah. That you would eat your own no, I told you to drink Malort if we got to 9,000 oh, okay. Twitter followers. Oh. A little bit different, but not much. Yeah, it was pr- pretty much the same idea, right? Uh, we are, Did you see that Fairway, our friends at uh, Bloom, did you see that We Will Collective has a frozen pizza now? I did see that. Don't they have like pizza and ice cream? I don't know about ice cream. I know that they have a pizza and you can buy it at like a fairway in Ankeny and they're pushing it throughout the, yeah, yeah. This is the meat lovers. We will frozen pizza. It's the most, it's the great, greatest shit ever. Iowa state. Let's raise money to pay the players by drinking beer and eating frozen pizza. It's the most Iowa state thing in the world. I love it. Well done here. Bloom. So you like that. You didn't like the Amish benches. No, but you like yeah, the we will pizza. Us. Look at that. That's a good looking. Uh, it's good looking pie right there. What do you mean the pie? You can't even tell what the pie looks like because the Ames Lager is in <laughs> focus and the pizza is totally out of focus on that picture. Oh man! If you just like think back before all this nil stuff happened. You've been around, like, these compliance people just scared the hell out of you. Like, everybody's afraid, like, oh, if I open the door for that guy, is that an NCAA violation? And now we're in a world where we're encouraging people to drink vodka to pay the players. On but, no, nope, you can't drink that in the stadium. You can't <laughs> drink Ames Lager in the stadium. Oh, by the way, my dad's all fired up. Oh God! He got the Iowa Everywhere hat 
from Van Winks. Right. Oh, Van nice. Winks, Good. despite Good. my dad creeping on his wife on Facebook, still, out yep. of the goodness of his heart, sent my dad an Iowa Everywhere hat. I did. Merry Christmas, did, Don. Did um did Mallory ever accept Don Hassel's friend request? I can't, I can't confirm that. I don't I don't think so, but I'll, I can double check. That's a shame. I feel like they have a lot in common. I think they could have been pretty good buddies. My dad says he's still waiting on that Ames hoodie. I told him he's not getting that. That's like a I'm team issued hoodie. hoodie. What? Oh, the uh, no, the the one that I have? No, you can buy yeah. that. Yeah. You can buy that? Yeah. That's a Cyclone Fanatic. Well, now, now my dad is really going to be pissed that you haven't got it. I'll get him one. I'll get him one. Really? Don, let me know your size. But you can't wear it ironically. You have to wear it out of the goodness of your heart. You can't be a dick about it if you're going to wear the hoodie. I think that could be the first step in you turning him. See, that's not I mean, the Ames hoodie that, that Williams has that you're showing there, Van Winks. Which one is He's it? He's got... It's it's the Ames hoodie that the coaches wear. The one that Williams wears. Williams, why are you lying and pretending like you can buy that hoodie? Now, hold on. I'm, I'm pulling up. It's black and white. There's a... Actually, a breaking story here that I got a bunch of texts about. Um... And this is actually serious. There's, it's national news now about a possible active shooter at Perry High School, just down the road. Mm. So we'll keep an eye on that. I just didn't want to keep screwing around here if people were waiting for us to acknowledge that. We don't know anything about it, obviously, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on it. But yeah, yeah we definitely. can't we can't speculate on anything like that other than uh, hope everything is okay. Um, yeah. Hope it turns out better than it looks right now. Um, but yeah, obviously so we're we, gonna, we, we can't, we, we're we gonna can't go, yeah. cover that. We're going to go show as normal here, but we wanted to acknowledge it. And by the time most people listen to the podcast, correct. what, what we, any information that we would pass along is going to be completely out of date. I mean, we have maybe a thousand people that listen, watch live, but most of our listeners are via yeah, podcast later on in the day. Yeah. Although that so the I, live number is growing. We had a record live number on, yeah. what was that, Tuesday that we did the show. We had about 5,000 live viewers for that show. Yeah. Which is cool. I kind of feel like that's the next wave of what we're doing is more live stuff. It feels like that's what people kind of want. So like me and John Miller did the... We didn't even plan it. Like we were trying, we were planning on when to do Miller and Williams this week, and we're texting during the Iowa game. And I was like, "Well, why don't we just go live, or why don't we just do this after the after the game?" So we did it, and we had like three times as many people that normally mm-hmm. take it in because people just like that stuff. They like the reaction type of of deal. So yeah, no, we appreciate it. Uh, our thoughts are with everybody in the community of Perry we we're not going to speculate on anything but we're just finding out information how far is Perry from from uh, Des Moines 30 minutes yeah and so early in the day too I mean we're recording this at it's 840 central time yeah really uh really tough stuff 
Anyways, um, we are going to do kind of a football recap for both schools today. We are going to talk some basketball. Iowa's 0-3 in Big Ten play. Iowa State will make its Big 12 debut on Saturday. I want to talk. We don't. We do not do this very often. Are you? You're a pseudo Bears fan, right? You're not a Bears fan. You're like a. They're your favorite team. I would put it that way, right? I used to be a hardcore Bears fan. I mean, a really b- big time Bears fan. I would watch every single game with my dad growing up, and I lived and died with the Bears. Uh, ever since I got into the media and especially when I moved away from Iowa, I just, I don't have the connection to Chicago that I thought that I had. (laughs) And so that, that has, I mean, I, I, like you said, they're my favorite team, but I don't live and die with them. I think that their situation right now is absolutely fascinating. I want to talk about that towards the end of the show, as far as the Justin Fields and having the first pick and, and all that stuff, what to do with it. ESPN ran a really great piece, really in depth. I mean, it was like a three thousand word piece on this yesterday that that I just I dove right. And I into. don't think it's much of a question. Okay, well we can we can debate. I think I could challenge you on it. I don't really know what the right answer is, but I think I could challenge you on it. We'll we'll get to that. The um, way we wanted to start this thing is kind of putting a bow on Iowa and Iowa State's football seasons. Clearly, Iowa is more interesting right now, I think, because of just the, you know, the mystery. We don't know uh, who the offensive coordinator is going to be. And and this program hassle just is wild to me how you guys keep winning 10 games and just seemingly everybody's pissed off all the time. Like it, I understand because you can't score against good boys. I, I get it. <laughs> But it's it's just wild, like on the surface. If I would have told Iowa football fans ten years ago, like, yeah, you guys are gonna be winning ten games in the, you know, in the middle of the two thousand twenty. But but here's and, what you it, couldn't envision just, is how bad the Big Ten West would be. Correct. And how awful Iowa's offense would be. And how miserable it is to watch that offense. And also how they would get blown out anytime they played a good team. Like, you have to include all that as well. Correct. This isn't it's, just, you know, a record. This isn't just, so, oh, 10 wins. There is a lot of nuance to this. We have to live through this. We don't just get to see, oh, Iowa won today. No, we watch the games, okay? We see what's going on. And we all see it. I'm not sure that Kirk Ferentz sees it. Now, there is some news regarding Iowa football from our friend David Eicholt. Did you see that? Which which news? Is it the Oregon quarterback? Mm-hmm. Visiting Iowa. Me, Ty Thompson, the Oregon quarterback, former four-star. details on him. Is going to visit Iowa. Now, I, yeah, I saw Oregon a couple times this season. He was playing behind Bo Nix the last couple of seasons, and I believe Oregon went out in the transfer portal and got somebody already. I, I can't Dylan remember Gabriel. who. Dylan Gabriel, that's right. So they're not clearly they they are not convinced that Ty Thompson is the guy. That's why they went out and got someone in the transfer portal. So Thompson is going to visit Iowa, according to David Eichel. Uh, this is just the scouting report from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Bulky frame with thick oh. upper body. That's, Shut up. <laughs> yes, that's the first line. 
from 24-7 Sports. Is that Deacon Hill's scouting report? Are you sure you don't have the right <laughs> says, page pulled up? But it says he moves well. Prototypical size, moves well at 200 pounds, strong lower half, sets balanced base, and throws with complete control. Elite arm strength. Again, that's Spencer Petrus had great arm strength. But he also has finesse to fit throws between defensive levels. Smooth mechanics, effortless throwing motion, could improve mobility, footwork, and pocket awareness. Candidate oh, this to guy start. Got Iowa written all over him. I, look, at the time when he went to Oregon in 21, I think it was, he was one of their highest rated quarterbacks of all time. But he never, you know, they, they twice had to go into the transfer portal. Clearly, they don't think this guy's good enough for them. So maybe Iowa has a chance on this guy. Because he just didn't, you know, he didn't show them much. Maybe he doesn't show anybody else much. Maybe he'll be the guy for Iowa. I don't know. Gus says, oh, yeah, we like them thick in capital letters. He's a. I thought Petrus had a thick lower body. Man, Deacon Hill. You're obsessed with Petrus's butt. You talk about it all the time. Well, not anymore. Not after I saw Deacon Hill dump truck. Ty Thompson (laughs) is like the, the word I would use for Ty Thompson is smooth. Like, he's a smooth quarterback. This poor bastard, why is he considering Iowa? Who knows? I mean, <laughs> we, we we ask that every show. Why Why would any quarterback? I mean... Unless all you, know, you want Oregon is money, Iowa? and you're not getting that money anywhere else. Like, K. McNamara came... This guy? Who else wants uh, this guy? Do I, I know? don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume that there are several potential suitors out there because you know no one has really seen what he can do because he's been behind Bo Nix speaking of transfers I thought of you I was whipping up a report for my Psycho and Fanatic premium subscribers yesterday mm-hmm. and Iowa State is is in heavy recruiting um, they're I don't know if they're going to get him because this kid's going to have a million options but Rocco Beck's um, high school teammate and really close friend, one of his best friends, went to Ohio State, was a wide receiver. Bryson mm-hmm. Rogers is his name, and he's transferring. And Rogers, when he hit the portal, the first thing he did was tweet at Rocco and like just get everybody all fired up. And I was thinking, like, would we do the uh, emergency podcast if Iowa State would get the backup Ohio State wide receiver <laughs> like we did your boy? Caleb Brown last year. No. You were just you're wearing a helmet. No, well here you're Williams, all... it's different. Okay? <laughs> it's different because this is Iowa's offense we're talking about. And what if, if you we got add like an all... elite kicker. Like an elite <laughs> one. Like Morton Anderson's grandson commits <laughs> to Iowa State. No more emergency podcasts on backup. <laughs> transfer right. good commits. i'm glad you're saying this so we learned our lesson we're good now but we're, i still not... say that's a bigger deal for iowa than it would be for iowa state don't you like it's any time because major you change watch in iowa, offense and you're like well, why would any of these guys go there doesn't make any sense now can i just get it out of the way and do my kitchen refresh on iowa real quick you cool with that sure you cool with that tax refunds mm-hmm. coming up get your tax refund Use it on your house. Kitchen refresh 
Iowa, kitchenrefreshiowa.com. They should be starting on mine here, I would think, this month. I told them no hurry on ours. Uh, but, yeah, it's just a really quick one, two-day thing, just a facelift for your kitchen. It costs like a third of getting new cabinets. No-brainer. If your wife is hounding you, get it done, kitchenrefreshiowa.com. I did a podcast yesterday, CW Pod, with uh, Scott Docterman which I thought was awesome. We It was mostly on realignment and Florida State and the ACC. We really geeked out on that stuff. So if mm-hmm. you guys are into that, go and check that out. But we did spend about 10 minutes talking about Iowa State's offensive, Iowa's offensive coordinator hire. And I, I think I'm there, Chris. Like, I think I've seen, like, the realistic candidates. They Paul Chris is the guy. Like, I, I'm finally on board with that. When you consider the other, like, realistic options, that are being tossed around. I don't need this Bud Meyer guy, Budmeyer, whatever. He should be completely, uh, they, they should not even factor him into this conversation. Um, and then this Philbin guy. No, I, like I think I, it's more of a kind of a, a running joke at this point. Well, he better, it better be. It better if be. We're, if we're talking Budmeyer for offensive coordinator. Because like we and, said last show, nobody on that offense should be, in consideration for the offensive coordinator position. It has to be someone who's not involved with that offense. Well, and that's where I come back to. It's like this, this Ty Thompson, like why in the world would this guy even consider going to Iowa based on what that offense has done to the last two quarterbacks? I'm not really counting Cade McNamara, you know, cause he got her. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what goes down there when he's healthy. And like, the only thing to me that sells any hope at all is if it's a guy from the outside. And Chris is like, he could sit in a room with Kirk Ferentz and tell him no. He's the only guy in this list, this Joe Felbin or whatever. You know more about him than I do. So why do you think like Chris real... could tell him no, but Philbin couldn't? Because he's a good old boy with Kirk. Because Philbin is? Yeah. <laughs> If if that feels very much like uh oh this is my last job, gonna cash one last check here, go back mm-hmm. to where it all started, getting the band back together. Where like Chris feels like, and listen, I'm not a big Paul Chris guy. Anybody who's followed me for ten years knows that I think he's a total fraud. I think he's a decent coordinator though, and like I I think that he could come in and and make actual changes that aren't so radical that Kirk wouldn't like freak out over it. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I always joke about Holgerson. You bring a guy like that in and he's going to freaking sure. go crazy and it's going to drive Kirk nuts. Maybe because Chris has beaten Kirk Ferentz. Kirk, Chris knows the Iowa system. He he knows all this stuff that he could come in and actually tweak some things without getting, you know, his head bit off in the back room. I don't know, but that that's kind of where I've landed on this, where the realistic people, I think he's the right guy to do. I think, yeah, he's the best of the realistic options. Because, look, he wasn't that bad at Wisconsin. I mean, you can snicker at the Wisconsin offense, and it's kind of the same damn thing, you know, Iowa pro style, stuck in the past. Wisconsin has moved on. They moved on from Christ. And they're moving on to a more air raid offense. And this is just going to keep Iowa in the past. But it, it, no one in their right mind really thinks that Kirk Ferentz is going to go outside the box here. That he's going to go and get a guy like Holgerson. 
No. Or get no, some young up and comer who runs a different style. That's not going to happen. And I put out the tweet about the Wisconsin or the uh, Washington coordinators having Iowa ties, Ryan Grubb being from Iowa. I, I am not saying that Ryan Grubb would even consider Iowa. That's insane. He turned down Alabama last offseason. He's making $2 million a year. There's no chance. Unless they, unless they said, you will be the next head coach. You'll be the coach in waiting. There's no chance they could get Ryan Grubb. And I don't think there's any chance Kirk Ferentz would even want to hire him because of the kind of offense that he runs, because of the chances that they take, how open that is. So I would agree with you. I think Christ is probably the most realistic, I guess the most realistic best case scenario for an Iowa fan. Worst case scenario, it's someone from within or someone who's had ties to this offense. They they again name Ken O'Keefe the offensive coordinator, right? Oh my God, now, wouldn't that be a thing? Going back to Ty Thompson, not only did... Iowa recruit him and offer him. But Wisconsin did as well back in the day when Chris was there. Had an offer from both Iowa and Wisconsin. I mean, he had a ton of offers. You know, these kids, they get 30, 40 offers. But Iowa and Wisconsin were two of them. So if this Ty Thompson comes, does, uh, is, is that it for Cade McNamara? Well, I, I don't understand why Ty Thompson would come if he wasn't given a realistic shot or even guaranteed a shot at the starting quarterback job this upcoming season. I mean, that's that's got to be all that guy wants is, is a shot. And you can really sit behind Cade McNamara. Now, as a realistic Iowa fan, I don't think Cade McNamara is going to make it the entire season. I really don't. I, th- I think he's going to suffer another injury. It's just, it's unfortunate, but he's extremely injury prone. He's coming off another massive injury. So I, I think whoever is the backup at Iowa next year is going to see significant playing time. But is a kid. Energy. Well, I think Marco Linez has to be ahead of Deacon Hill going into next season. Well, but that's God, another story hope. for another day. So Deacon Hill's going to go from starting. Uh, he should, yeah, Ten from starting quarterback to maybe scout team. Big Ten championship and the no, Citrus they, Bowl. They, they won the division. The Cheez It Citrus Bowl championship quarterback participant to fourth string. Well, that's where he should be. <laughs> right? Doesn't that just make even more mad about this year? <laughs> we all knew it. We all watched the games. We we could tell within a quarter of watching this guy that he had no business being on the field. Well, of course. Chris but, I mean, is going to come in and be like, Petrus that guy either. is your starting quarterback? We wouldn't even let him travel with us, is what Chris is going to say. Who's Chris? Paul Christ. Oh, Christ. Okay. I, th- I thought you said Chris. You got to put that extra stink on the T there. There's too many Chris's that we're talking right. about. How? Let's do letter grades for this season. Letter grades? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So I, I have a hard time with Iowa because it's like this is, mm. they, they did exactly what we thought they would do. 
with a bunch of injuries. They won one more game than I thought they would. I, I thought so even like, with Cade McNamara and an improved offense, I thought they'd win nine games. I mean, you have to give them a decent grade then, right? Yeah, I, I don't think you can go down to a C. I don't think. That's where I was in the B, B plus range. I'm in the B, B minus range. Because as Simon points out in the comments, defense A, special teams A, offense F minus. And that brings it down a lot. You have to factor everything in. And stuff that we didn't know going into the season, okay? I didn't know at the time that the Big Ten West was going to be as putrid as it was. I really thought Wisconsin would be better. I thought Nebraska would start turning the corner a little bit more this season. I thought Illinois would be a lot better. So... I think I would give Iowa, I'm just going to give them a solid B for the season. The offense dragging that number down. Yeah, I think And the fact that they, Williams, you you cannot overlook the fact, you can't give this team an A- minus when you played three good teams and you got outscored 92 to nothing. That's what kind of brings it down for me closer to a B-. minus. I'm B B minus, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a solid B just because of all the injuries. They kept the team together. That's the key for me is the the injuries. I, I'll go B two. B plus is too much. With the unfortunately, they were still a laughing stock on on that side of the ball, and there was all this drama. And but that's where I give I. This is a hard thing because it's like I give Ference credit for a lot of this stuff, but he also created a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. It's like if you start a fire in your own backyard and you put it out, like, I mean, the injuries are, are key, but I, I, I truly don't think it would have been that big of a difference. I think you would have had the exact same record, probably. Maybe you See, end but, up beating But that's where the nuance comes, Williams. Yeah. It's, it's not all about the record. And yeah, right. they could have been, I don't know significantly better on offense and still been 10 and four. Yeah. But they would have competed in those other games. They, they would have had a chance at least they wouldn't have been embarrassed. That that's what I can't stand is that when they play teams like this, it's just an embarrassment. And when you fall behind two scores, it's over. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't just look at the record. So we go and B. Yeah, you, I'm going to give Iowa a, a solid B. Iowa State is, you know, I I think you have to consider get if if it indeed was Matt Campbell's best coaching job, which a lot of us thought, given the losing five starters a week before the season. Uh, and just the relative youth of this team and, and getting to seven wins, I I certainly, I think I, I had them at five or six. I, I didn't see any way that they would get to seven this year. And you factor in the, that they were so bad in September, right? Like they didn't get, they had this horrible loss to mm-hmm. Ohio, and mm-hmm. then you had to really ramp things up in the Big 12 and, and you find a way to get to seven. I'm right there in the probably 
B to A minus range with Iowa State. What do you think? I'm debating whether or not to go B plus or A minus. Yeah, because that's kinda, of the expectations. The, the, the expectations were very low. The the thing that will drag it down, I think, in in, in the way we remember this team is just the fact that they lost to Ohio and they lost the way they did in the bowl game to another group of five team. I think you just win one of those games and you're in a territory. But because of that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go B plus, but man, it's close to, it's close to an A. And they went six and three in the Big Twelve, and they had to play Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, and they had some really, really great wins. I mean, that Kansas State win in the snow, man, that was good. And beating Oklahoma State, I know they weren't playing well early in the season, but I'm not going to go to an A minus because you still didn't beat Iowa. That that game and you lost you to two group at- of five teams. Yeah, that would you Here's a debate for you. Would you rather have the bowl win against Memphis mm-hmm. or that win at Kansas State? I know where I think here. But that we oh, were debating Kansas State like, for sure. See, that's what I said. A bunch of fans got pissed at me for it. What? Yeah. I said the same thing. What Why would you rather have the bowl win than uh, over Memphis? In the know. Liberty Bowl, than a victory against a what top twenty Kansas State team. One of your rivals on the yeah. road. I I'm the same way. I was the exact same way. Who the hell? A bunch of fans were pissed at me. About I want to know who these people are. Well, they're anonymous internet people, but they were really mad at me for it. I thought the same thing. It's not even close. That Kansas State win was one of the. I mean, it was a quirky game, right? Like, mm-hmm. you have all that snow. Like, we understand all that. But, like, that was one of the best wins in Campbell's entire tenure, I thought. He's had some no good question. ones. And that's, that's not his best one, but that was one of the... Yeah, preseason media poll, they were picked 10th. I don't know where they exactly ended up in the conference. Uh, tied for third. Fourth. Yeah, so... Tied for that's fourth. a uh, really good year, and... Yeah, the, the the problem with these bowl games is we it's the last thing we see. Mm-hmm. So that leaves like the the strongest like taste in your mouth, but I am with you. I would probably go A minus or B plus with Iowa State and it, it's hard for me to sit and make the argument that it's Matt Campbell's best coaching job ever and then put anywhere below a B plus. The the issue would be man, they were so slow to start, but I also think that when you look at the amount of freshmen that were playing on their offense, sure. In hindsight, you look back at it and you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense that, that it would take them just a little bit to, to get rolling. All right. Um, we are two guys named Chris presented by fairway meat and grocery here in the channel seed studios, JJ McCarthy, your boy, the Michigan quarterback made news yesterday. Why, why you pre- say that everyone is my boy. He's your no boy. matter who it is, Big no matter ten. if I like Ooh, them or Big not. Ten. Ooh, got to root for the Big Ten. That's you. That's your guy. I'm not one of those guys. No, you're not. I just I actually love that for about the Big you. Ten. 
Although I will say this is an all Big Ten battle. <laughs> There's nothing that feels more Big Ten than Washington, and it feels like an old Rose Bowl. Regardless, it does. Um, JJ, I so it's funny. I had this on um, initially in my back of my mind for a rundown today before JJ McCarthy said this. My question would you for you would be if Michigan wins the national championship on Monday night, would it be tainted? Would we have one of those sports asterisks beside it? I I could make an argument either way, and I think I could uh, make it convincing. I know you stand very strong on one side of this, but it was yesterday, J.J. McCarthy, in a press conference, was quoted saying that he believes somewhere near 80% of teams are, are stealing signals. I'll read this for the podcast audience. Here's the quote. About 80% of teams in college football steal signs. We actually had to adapt in 2019, 2020. Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal. We had to get up to the level they were at and make it an even playing field. Wow. What do you think about this one? I think the first thing I think is what what the hell is he doing talking about this? the week of the national championship game. You just won a semifinal. You're getting ready for the championship. No one is talking about this right now. They're talking about the game, and you're going to bring this back up and make it a distraction? Why? Why would J.J. McCarthy do this? That's the first thing, I think. The second well, thing somebody is... somebody asked him about it. They had to have, but... I don't know. In the context that it was put out there it was just this is what he said I, I don't if he even if he was asked about it you say you know what maybe we'll talk about that more in the offseason but I have a national championship game to prepare for good point that's my that's that's the first thing I I think the second thing is he they still don't get it like I don't think that I, I I don't think this is a huge deal but Saying that 80% of the teams do it and it's legal. Yeah, you can do whatever you want during the game. You can steal signs during the game. But what what Michigan did is the extent that they went mm-hmm. to do this. I, was Ohio State going to that extent? Doesn't sound like it. But then later in the night, because this, this is now a story in the news cycle and it's going to be talked about from now until kickoff, Marty Smith tweeted... After Michigan practice Wednesday, J.J. McCarthy walked into the facility lobby to chat with me personally to clarify his sign-stealing comments from earlier in the day. Mm. He told me it's about leveling the playing field and how Michigan is forced to disguise and camouflage our signs, which he said the team has needed to do during his three years at Michigan, not upping our opportunity to win by stealing other team signs, but by protecting our own. I asked him if this is a distraction just ahead of the biggest game of their lives. He said it doesn't bother him at all, but he does want to ensure it's not a distraction to the team. So already, it's a distraction. Why? I I get it if they lost and the season's over. Well, to answer my own question, I I think there's... I think it's a legitimate national championship. But there's no doubt to me that there's like an asterisk type of something beside it. So you so you think it's more I'm just like on the, the scale of the Houston Astros a few years no, ago. No, we're not there. But what I'm and, saying and, and is And they like, don't even have an asterisk. 
when we look back 10 years from now, hopefully we're still doing this show together. And we talk about the mission and championship team in 2024. The first thing that'll come to our head is, oh yeah, that's the, that's the year that Harbaugh got suspended because they were stealing signs. Mm-hmm. So like, even if it's legitimate, like, in, and there's a lot of yeah. There's opinions. always going to be a but. Yeah. There, yeah. There's, oh, but that's the team that uh, the yeah. head coach got suspended for stealing signs. Yeah. Which, After he missed three games because recruiting violations earlier, right? Like that. To that's part of the story. This is Deflate Gate. This is like when you think of like I I think of Deflate Gate often when I think of the Patriots. Don't, but I don't think they were like. They were also the better team. Yes. Right? Like, I, I think both things can be true. Yes. Okay. And I, right I, I really don't think it's going to have that much of an impact on, on how we think this. of this team. What if Michigan was coached by anybody other than Jim Harbaugh? I just feel like there's the... Because I like Harbaugh. I, I mean, I've been on the... We used to play on, on Fanatics... Anytime I'd say Harbaugh, Harbaugh's name, our our producer was instructed to play the Michigan fight song. I love Harbaugh. I think he's great. We need more Harbaugh's in sports. I don't want him to go to the NFL because he's great for a college game. I I love him being in the Big Ten. Like it's phenomenal. But he is a very hated man. Like there is mm-hmm. there are not a lot of people out there unless you're a Michigan fan that like this guy. And I'm not even saying I want to go and have beers with him like you and me do when we're in Vegas, okay? I don't like, even know I, if he would he, have a beer. He entertains me. What if I'm trying to think of a good example? God, there's just a lot of dicks in college football who people don't like. I was gonna think Dabo, I'm like, that doesn't work. Jimbo Fisher doesn't work. Saban doesn't work. Ryan Day. He's a likable head coach in college football. A what if, likable head coach? What if DeBoer, the Washington coach, was the head coach at Michigan? Well, this he's just like half a, the story as it is. You're probably right. Well, be, not only because it's it's him, but it's a, it's Washington. It's not Michigan. Like Washington's kind of out of the way, out of the national limelight. You're, this is you're the, right. It's a big story because it's hard. But, but you know what? It would be... I think an even bigger story if it was Nick Saban in Alabama. Because there's even more people that want to try to discredit what they've done over the years. Yeah. That would be more like Bill Belichick and the Patriots if it was Alabama. Yeah. Michigan still hasn't won anything. And I'm also thinking too, maybe the fact that if it was, if it now that I use Washington as an example, people would think it was a bigger deal because they don't expect them to win as much. Sure. You know, they're like, oh, well, no wonder Washington's playing well Mm -hmm. this year. The Pac 12 has sucked for 10 years. And now all of a sudden they're in the championship game. It's because they got everybody's signs. (laughs) Harbaugh, man, the guy is an absolute enigma. I freaking, I love watching his teams. I, I I really I really hope Michigan wins the national championship just because I think it's going to be a great story. Steve says, has any other head coach in a national title game ever served two probations during the season? I See, doubt that's it. That's my point. You can't look at this Michigan year and be like, oh, yeah, totally normal. Oh, yeah, completely no. just a normal championship. No, it's not. Yes. Ross Peterson 
would get so pissed off when Shawnee Jenks would play this song back in the day. It's a great fight song. Oh, it's the best fight song. I don't know if it's the best. It's top five for sure. If you don't think this is the best, I'm genuinely concerned that you have... That the There's some great fight songs out there. I mean, I, I love Rocky Top. I was just going to ask, did you like... Bro- Rocky Top's weird because it's like a real song. You know it's what I mean? It's great. I love it. But Michigan, yeah. I, I think... I love Ohio State's fight song. There's a lot oh, the, of good fight songs out the there. The worst is the fucking Boomer Sooner. Yeah, Boomer Sooner sucks. Oh my god. That's the absolute worst. I remember it was one of our Nods games. This was in the Paul Rhodes era. What? Iowa Nods State got games? One Arnod, Austin Arnod. Man, you need to start speaking more clearly. Maybe you need to start listening. They okay, lost. It was one of Austin Arnod's games. It, you they can't lost, just like, throw out Arnod's name. You got to say his first name. It's been how long has it been since he's played? Fifteen they lost years. Like fifty-two to nothing there. And Where? I'm waiting to do post game at Oklahoma. Uh huh. And I'm waiting to do post game. Like this was back when that post game show was just a debacle. You know, you're losing to Baylor by seventy. Oh. <laughs> Stand by in an hour. Chris Williams and Jack Whitford will have cyclone reaction. Hmm. We'll hear from Jeff Woody, who had one carry. Yeah, you know, we had a great week of practice. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and they lost 52 to nothing that year. And I swear to God, they played Boomer Sooner for four hours straight in that stadium. Oh, God. Da, 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 da. Oh, my God. It's the worst. Absolute worst. All right. Um, moving on from that. Caitlin Clark adds to her legacy. Jesus. Big time shot against Michigan State. Oh, it was sick. The This is why we got so much shit from people, and you're going to give me all this shit again, and I don't even care. She has an ability to get open that is uncanny, and she has no – there's no range. She can shoot from anywhere. When we saw it again – Against Michigan State. Like, I don't know how she got open. She was off balance. It's like fade away three to beat Michigan State the other night. And it, shit, my, I was watching, she was on the Today Show. They led the Today Show with that highlight. Like, it's incredible how many people are paying attention to her. Were you watching that live? Yes, I was. I was laying in my daughter's bed watching it on my phone. Okay. So I'm already in bed. I mean, this was a late game, right? Yeah, I mean, 8 o'clock And I'm tip. on the East Coast, so I, I'm already in bed. I'm just kind of following along on Twitter as I'm getting ready to doze off to sleep. I, but I see it's close. I mean, so, so I, I'm not going to bed yet. But I'm not going to fire up the Peacock app and log in and do all that stuff. So I'm just refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Okay, I always got the ball, tie game. And I see a comment. And I, I don't remember who it was from. If it was Halas, it was some it it was some person on my timeline who sometimes is a little bit, you know, Halas can be you know jokey. And Halas is the classic type of Seinfeld humor where you don't know if he's joking yeah. or if he's serious. And it, the it, the tweet was, 
Caitlin Clark step back three from the logo for the win. And I thought it was just somebody like maybe guessing what was going to happen. Oh, you know, sure. That's going to happen. You know, th- that's what's coming. And so I'm like, okay, right. So I, and I click refresh again. And then it's just 10 tweets. Clark, step back three for the win. I thought it was somebody predicting like this, this is going to happen. And it, sure enough, it did happen. It's just like you're not surprised, but at the same time, her, her, her lore, her legacy, like it's, it's almost too good to be true that it happened that way. When when she got the ball, all I could think of was the Seinfeld where they create the billiards room at Frank Costanza's mm-hmm. house. And Kramer just goes, you know where it's going. Giddy up. <laughs> Giddy up. Giddy up. But so you, you were watching she was it live. Making that shot. That shot was going in, so, man. If you were watching it live, though, you thought it was late. Did it you did not? Because, yeah, no, the TV... The the peacock, it it wasn't late. We've seen the because it well, goes. No, off. it wasn't. But if you were watching live, yeah. you had to think at the time she did not get that off. Yeah, their their clock was all screwed up compared to the backboard. Absolutely, I thought that too because she's running around and jumping around and scatting all over the court, and I was like, oh no, they're going to turn this thing back. Yeah, I absolutely thought it was late. It's too bad that 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 happened. It, it really is because. It probably did for some, because if I if I'm watching that live, I'm not even getting excited because I'm like, okay, no, I totally there's agree. no way she got that off because you're going by the clock on the screen, and so I'm not even getting excited because I know they're going to overturn this, and then you realize, oh, Peacock screwed up the clock on the bottom of the screen, and of course. This thing goes viral, and a lot of Iowa State fans, that's all they see. And so they wish she didn't even get it off. It's not even close. It's too bad that that happened. But my God. I just, every time I think that she's reached a level that she can't go any higher, she still does. She still adds to it. It's like Michael Jordan. And the stuff that he would do, game-winning shots, more championships, legacy just continues to just go through the roof. You know what I've noticed, too, about Caitlin? She's gotten really good at, like, post-game type comments and stuff, too. Like, she's gotten really, really good at that. She's had mm-hmm. a ton of practice because she's does so much media, but I... I've been really impressed by just watching the way she conducts herself now, and she... You can tell... She has bigger things in mind than just what's going Like, she's trying to be a steward of the game. Like, she's really trying to carry that torch and and do something special. I, I think it's it's awesome. I'm, good luck finding a bigger fan of hers than me. I just, I think she's fantastic. The uh, Iowa men are 0-3 in the Big Ten. Um, Started off okay at Wisconsin the other night. Just didn't have the firepower. They just don't have enough shooters. I just don't think they're very good. Uh, I'm not. That's terrible analysis. But I think it's going to be a long year, even in what isn't a great Big Ten. Although I think Big, Big Ten's Ten, down. Yeah, it's it's down. I still think it's a little better than I thought it was going to be a month ago. Um, but 
I don't know, Chris. I you you wrote here. Is this a must win on Saturday against Rutgers? I just think you, you go to zero and four. You lose at home. If that happens, I, I think the apathy really, really turns up a notch. Like if you can't come home and win, it starts getting ugly. Attendance will be even worse. I think they need to get this win. They need to give the fans some hope, some reason to come out. And if they don't, this could end up being a really... We already know it's not going to be a great season. But it could end up being an ugly season for this program and Fran McCaffrey. What, What I... What really um, was telling about that Wisconsin loss, and I think is very discouraging, is that you got a great game from Owen Freeman. And you got everything you've ever asked from Tony Perkins. Scored 25 points. And in the end, you still lose by double digits. Look, I get it. They were not favored in that game. It's a tough place to play on the road against a good team. But you get that kind of performance from Tony Perkins and Owen Freeman, and you still you still it, you still lose by quite a bit. That was discouraging to me, and like I think the number one thing with fans right now is the play of Patrick McCaffrey and the minutes that he's getting. And while I while I agree that he should not be playing as much as he is, I'm looking at that bench and I'm wondering like who should be out there? Like Patrick McCaffrey shouldn't? But who else are you going to put in? I just I don't see a a great replacement for him in his minutes. It, look, he he's not performing. And yeah, they should put someone else in. I just don't know who's coming in that's really gonna make that much of a difference on this team with this roster. Iowa State at Oklahoma on Saturday. Finally the Cyclones are starting Big 12 play. I think four of their first five Big 12 games are all quad ones. So it's it's going to it's going to pick up really fast. Their home opener will be on Tuesday night. Houston, the top-ranked team and I don't know where they're at in the polls. I know like in Ken Palm and everything like that. Houston's the number 1 team in the country, I believe in the net as well. Uh just Finally, you can just watch real games with Iowa State. If you know, it's been since the Iowa game since they played a real opponent, and you know, it it feels like they've gotten better since that Orlando tournament where they stubbed their toe a little bit. It it certainly, you know, feels that way. But I, I still don't know about this team. Like I, I still am not like just crazy confident that they're going to go out there and you know rack up a ton of I, I think they will like I think this is a tournament team I think that they're a 10 and 8 
you know, 11 and seven, worst case, nine and nine type of Big 12 team, which would do the trick for you in that league. But I, I still, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I know much about Iowa State. So I'm, how many I'm league fired games up. do they play? How many Big 12 games? Yeah. 18. Okay. I think eight and, and eight 10. Eight and 10 is going to get you into the tournament in that league. Assuming you beat the right teams. As I mean, good as that league is. Wins. The league is so damn good, though. And yeah. that's, that's my kitchen refresh for today. Is Iowa State fans, like, you have to realize how good the league is. And I, I, know, I know they do. But, like, this team, I think, is going to take some lumps. Like, there's going to be some losses. And maybe even some ugly losses. But the league is so damn good. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Like you can't get overly upset if they go on a three-game losing skid. If they lose a game by 30 points. Because this league is as good as, we, as we've ever seen. Yeah, you bring in Memphis or you bring in um, Houston and BYU... They're two of the top five teams in the net right now. It's and next year it's going to get even better with Arizona coming in. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Otzelberger's job is getting worse. Is. That's getting to be a really hard job. It's always been a hard job. Like that thing, I think Campbell's job's getting easier, and Otzelberger's job is getting harder. When you look at the coaches, the NIL that you're up against, like it's crazy. And it, I don't think this your mark is done. Like yeah. I think he's going to keep trying to add basketball properties to this thing. Mexico City University. <laughs> I mean, you I look at Iowa State. Better not ever play an Iowa State basketball game in Mexico City. I'll lose my mind. You, you start conference play at number eleven and home against number three. You, just after that, at number twelve BYU. You've got a stretch in about a month where you have number two, Kansas, number 18, Baylor, number 20, Texas, back to back to back. And TCU is a tournament team. Like you say at TCU, like that's a Hall of Fame coach. That's a tournament team. Simon writes, based on the BPI, the top 14 remaining schedules in the country are... The Big 12 schedules. <laughs> the thing about it, too, so the only good thing is, like, West Virginia seems really down. There are some teams that are down this year. Yeah, which, you're going to beat you're going to beat UCF probably. You know, you're going to have maybe hassle. Couple, did you know that UCF is top 75 Ken Palm? Like, they're not that bad. Well, no, they're not bad. But I think Iowa State. Ch- you want to meet me at that game in Orlando? You want to go? Let's see, when is that game? That is be fun, March 2nd. Meet me in Orlando. We'll do a weekend. I did a game there. I did a game there, UCF against Houston. Taco Fall was uh, was playing for UCF, and Houston was a top five team. It's a cool little arena. Eight, 9,000. Right. We're not going to have time for the Bears conversation. Maybe we'll do that on Monday. I apologize. I, I did want to get We've this We've got plenty in, of time for that. Yeah. We, we had an event in Memphis last week and 
Well, I just play it. So I, I FaceTimed Hassle. And I, I want to show you guys what happened on the FaceTime. Hassle was out to dinner with his wife. And look at the response that all these Iowa State fans gave me. Matt, fast forward it just a little hey, bit. Chris so we, don't have to watch we got it right here. Hey, Hassel, um, I have some people who want to say something to you. Hassel sucks! Hassel in the front. Yeah, he's into it. How many people are there? It's like a hundred people. Yeah, uh, 200. 200? Yeah, we sold 200 tickets. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to put you on microphone. Everybody be quiet. What do you have to say? I told you I was celebrating my wife's 40th birthday. We're out to dinner, just the two of us. I said, don't you dare do this. And you still did anything. God. You, you gave me no warning either. Like, I, I'm just sitting down to have a 40th birthday dinner with my wife at a nice restaurant. And he sends me a text. He's like, hey, you, you good for a FaceTime? I said, what? No, I'm doing, I'm, I got my 40th birthday party with my wife here. He's like, even better. I'm going to be FaceTiming you from the Cyclone event. I was like, I can't take a FaceTime. I'm in, the, in, a, in a restaurant. I won't even be able to hear you. You won't be able to hear me. He's like, I'm doing it anyway. You know how I know this is the Blooms? Look at Crystal there in the front row cheering <laughs> it on. Brent's in the corner. I just Ready? love that little kid who's just right in front of the stage, just egging everybody on, just flipping hassle off. We we raised three hundred and sixty dollars for charity just to make that call. So for that, job. really? Did you? Okay, yeah. good. Wait, wait, wait. For charity or for the We Will Collective? Uh, this is going to an actual charity. Okay, good. <laughs> I had to walk out of the restaurant. <laughs> to take you that damn great. call. People loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> Iowa State fans, it's so much fun to watch. They, every single one of them, mostly women, will come up to me and be like, that hassle, like, I used to hate his guts, but I kind of like him now. And it, yeah, I've kind of come around on him. <laughs> well, mostly, why do you think it's mostly women? I don't know, because I just think the men probably still don't like you, but a lot of the women <laughs> that you've come around on. <laughs> we play well in the, like, 60-year-old women demographic. They like two guys named Chris. Really? Okay, good. I think so, yeah. It's the vibe I've gotten. All right. Uh, appreciate everybody watching live, as always. Thanks for listening on the podcast as well. And we will be back on Monday. Again, go and check out the CW pod I did yesterday with our friends from Steeple Ridge Bourbon. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Cheers to the freaking weekend with our buddies from uh, Steeple Ridge Bourbon. Go get yourself a bottle. I like the black label, baby. Scott Docterman joined me yesterday, and we went deep on uh, Florida State challenging the grant of rights, business of college athletics, where everything's heading. I hope you guys go back and enjoy that as well. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Iowa everywhere.